We also say in improv, bring a brick, not the cathedral, which means bring an open mind and lots of ideas and don't bring the solution. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders. A story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually in-person and on-site at your location or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Leadership and improv are not opposing forces. Improv is a strategic component of good leadership. What? That's what I said, and I stand by it, and I can prove it by what's been written in the Wall Street Journal. Oh, my God, where's this going? When computer science majors take improv, Forbes, improv training, the power of funny business, and Harvard Business Review, negotiation skills from the world of improv for conflict management just to name a few. I've curated 38 articles, 22 books, and 23 videos on the intersection of leadership and improv. So let's start out this brand new solo episode with the discussion around the key principle of improv, which is these two powerful words, yes and. 
Yes, and has many applications. First, yes, and's all about agreement, but not always agreeing. It's about pushing forward a conversation and exploring the possibilities. Yes, and is the opposite of no because or yes, but. Because those are negative responses that invoke negative emotions and are used far too often in today's corporate environment. They are way too punitive where yes and opens possibilities. For yes and to be effective, you must suspend your judgment and park your ego. That's right. Let me say that one again. You must suspend your judgment and park your ego, period. Push the conversation forward through a series of questions or comments in order to gain a better understanding of the issue the other person is experiencing. This is called empathy. It's about understanding the issue from their point of view, not yours. The process of listening and being empathetic is a powerful way of showing the other person that you appreciate what they're saying. I don't remember where I read this, but I saw a statistic that said 73% of people leave their job due to a lack of appreciation. So think about this. How do you feel when you know someone is listening to you and trying to gain a better understanding versus shutting you down by saying no? Now, I'm not saying no should never be used. And there are times where no or not now is appropriate. For example, if someone's trying to push you into an unethical situation, the response should be no, or an adjective and no. However, if you're leaving a meeting and going into another meeting, and an associate stops you to ask you a question, your answer should be, this is not the best time. Let me find a break in my day when we can discuss it without any major distractions. Because you are distracted. You've got the distractions coming from the meeting that you just attended and the one that you're getting ready to attend. I believe that most conversations we have in the corporate environment should explore the yes and principle as their dialogue. Now, when I'm working with CPAs, finance professionals, sales teams, whomever, the first exercise I use to demonstrate the power of yes and is called no because, yes but, and yes and. So this exercise has three rounds, okay? And in round one, it's a conversation between two people. The first person will pitch an idea to the other person. For example, hey, after class, let's go out for dinner. The other person responds with no because and gives a reason. For example, no, because I want to avoid crowds so I can avoid COVID-19. The other person responds back by saying, well, well, no, because when we're going to go out to dinner, I'm sure they have outdoor seating. The other person now responds back with, "Uh, no, because I don't really care because I want to avoid all restaurants. You don't have to use that exact example, but just pitch an idea. And have this this dialogue for about 60 seconds and then stop. And then in round two, you're going to have that same dialogue. But instead of saying no, because you're going to substitute that for yes, but. Same idea pitched. Now the response comes back. Yes, but and you give a reason. 
Yes, but, and you give a reason. And you do that one for about 60 seconds. And then in round three, you do this, you pitch the same idea again, but this time the response back is yes and. And you do this the same way as round one and round two, and it goes no longer than 60 seconds. So when this exercise is over and I debrief the class and ask them how they felt during no because, they respond with words like it was negative, there was no progress, it was confrontational, defeating, and argumentative. Then I ask them how they felt during yes, but the response I get are phrases like, well, it felt better. Feels like lip service because initially they agree but then they add their own ideas without fully understanding where I'm coming from. Then I ask them how they felt during the yes and round. I get responses of positive, found a solution, inspiring, motivating, and it felt so much better. Wouldn't you rather have a leader to listen to you and try to help you solve the problem by using the philosophy around yes and versus shutting you down or just making you feel bad? One of my favorite leadership quotes come from Simon Sinek, and he has been quoted in saying, leadership has nothing to do with your title. Leadership is the positive effect you have on another person. Yes, and is a conduit to having a positive effect on another person and showing them appreciation. Brainstorming solutions is another application of yes, and and let me start by saying we can't create and be critical in the same space. Those are two separate exercises. When I hear the word innovation, I separate it into two pieces, creativity and effectively applying that creativity. Creativity or the initial search for a solution requires what is called divergent thinking. Divergent thinking is the process of generating as many creative ideas as possible. This has also been referred to as ideation. Divergent thinking is about quantity, not about quality. Effectively applied creativity is the quality assessment that comes through convergent thinking, where we search for the right solution from the ideas generated. This is where we can be critical, but not during the divergent thinking, because that just spurs ideas, creative ideas. And yes, and in brainstorming sessions, it's all about agreeing with an idea and adding on to it. And then probably say, bad ideas are bridges to good ideas. No ideas lead to nothing. Take a moment. Think about that phrase. It makes perfect sense, right? Yes, and only if you have created the culture that accepts terrible ideas. Once that culture's in place, then have some fun and take it up a notch and ask them for crazy ideas. You see, the crazier the idea allows you more bandwidth in order to find that solution. We won't institute the insane, crazy idea. We'll walk that back to the middle to find a workable solution. But that's what you get when you have bandwidth. We also say in improv, bring a brick, not the cathedral, which means bring an open mind and lots of ideas and don't bring the solution. My improv coach, Jay Suko, reminds me that 
Your idea is not the end idea. It's just the setup. You have to dial back your ego and accept that someone else's idea is better than yours. Now, I've been quoted saying the collective knowledge outside of your office far exceeds the collective knowledge inside of your office. We've all participated in these brainstorming sessions where the boss has already decided what the solution is, but still waste everybody's time by soliciting for their ideas, only to shoot them down. I call this an ask hole, A-S-K-H-O-L-E. Also, yes and is a conduit in dealing with the unknown, like COVID-19. There is something new every single day in this global pandemic. Oh, God, it just feels like it. Improvisers focus on things that they have control over and not the things that we don't have control over. Another way to think about this is improvise the scene that you are in, not the one you want to be in, and focus on today as much as possible. In March... When the country was shutting down and we stepped into a state of unknown and uncertainty, at first my mind went to the dark place of the future and my business was completely shutting down. But then my improviser skills kicked in and I discarded those dark thoughts and just focused on the issues at hand one day, one day at a time. Each day I would share the reality of yesterday and accept the fact of today. The deeper we went into the quarantine, the more I realized that the pre-COVID-19 world would no longer exist, and I needed to accept that fact and adapt. On a personal note, please, please, please stop using the term pivot. The short definition of a pivot is to turn on, whereas the short definition of adapt is to become adjusted to new conditions. We are adjusting to new conditions each and every day. The pandemic will be with us until a vaccine can be developed and widely successfully administered. So let's shed the term pivot and use the term adapt. I have been adapting my business model to the new normal or what we think the new normal because that's the only thing I have control over. The facts, 85% of my speaking business either canceled or was postponed to later this year or into 2021. 65% of my speaking revenue occurs during the months of October through December. I only have nine scheduled engagements in 2020 during this time frame, which is down 70%. I have been using this time to recreate my business so that I won't be dependent on live speaking engagements to generate growth and revenue for my business. I've been working on building a consulting practice, sketching out my third book, moving my face-to-face presentations into virtual, and creating a virtual improv workshop that I will launch in September of 2020. Virtual presentations are not new to me because I've been doing them for five years, either pre-recorded or live. I'm familiar with Zoom, Cisco WebEx, and GoToMeetings.com. I am a certified virtual presenter through eSpeakers, a business partner of the National Speakers Association. The mindset of an improviser is always adjusting to the new landscape and letting go of the past realities. Think about this. How many of you felt that the internet was just some kind of fad or online shopping would never replace brick and mortar? 
Just as Sears, Toys R Us, Neiman Market, Macy's, if they could go back in time, would they have taken online shopping more seriously? <laughs> I think we all know that answer. How about working remotely? I used to hear that people who worked remotely couldn't be as productive as those who had work in an office setting. Those employees were just sitting at home eating bonbons and watching Ellen. However, during the pandemic, when offices closed, we learned that we could be more productive working remotely to the point that companies are trying to reduce their corporate real estate footprint and shed that excess overhead. Leadership in hyperdrive powered by improv and the power of yes and is the way of adapting to a changing landscape, becoming more creative and collaborative and showing that you do appreciate the people that you work with by taking time to listen and show empathy to them. Leadership in hyperdrive, powered by improv, is a type of leadership that will produce the most significant results today and moving forward. If you have any questions or comments about anything in this episode, please feel free to email me at peter at petermargaritas.com. And I hope you like these solo casts that will be delivered twice a month, each and every month. I thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.